Welcome to another episode of Single, Single Moms, Moms Doing, Doing the Most. I'm Brooke Dean. And I'm Farrah Joseph. And today we are going to talk about not being out of your prime. Hmm. So there's a, a Twitter uh, post yes. that's going viral where it says, um, I think that the challenge was for, and let me see if I can read it word for word. It says, at the end of 2020, instead of 30 under 30 and next gen lists, please profile middle-aged people who just got their big breaks. I want to read about a mother of two who published their first novel, a director who released their first studio feature at 47. That's the list we want. And it's from a woman named uh, Melissa Hunter. So it's at Melissa FTW, and she posted this. On January 7th and it has since gone viral and the Twitterverse responded they did not disappoint and so they responded with a whole bunch of people who you know for example Tracy M uh, said I'm a mother of four I released my first full-length book at 45 and started law school this year at 47 with four teenagers in the house some of us are late bloomers but wow when we figure it out it's fire and this really resonated with me because next month I will be 47 years old um, despite what my baby face may say, <laughs> don't be fooled. Don't I am every fooled. bit of these 47 yeah. years. So when I saw that age, I was like, I'm going to be 47. Mm -hmm. And it did make me think about what I've accomplished so far in my life, what I thought I would have been or accomplished by now versus all the things that I still want to do. So this really resonated with me. And I think a lot of times as... Um, just people in general, we have this idea of what we feel like we will accomplish by a certain age. But I think if you hit a snag that you didn't see coming, like becoming a single parent, you feel like it might be too late or you mm -hmm. can't do it because there's this obstacle that is in your way if you look at it as an obstacle. Admittedly, I feel like I didn't see myself as a single mom mm. ever, no matter what age. But I certainly didn't predict that for myself. It's certainly not something that I saw, but... I don't necessarily see it as a hindrance, but I can see how it can be. Because if your goals or aspirations require a certain number of resources, for example, or money or whatever it is, there can be a snag. It's like, I look at this, how are you writing your first full length book at 45 and you're in law school at 47? Like the commitment that that takes. Mm -hmm. um, that takes a yeah. big commitment at 20. Our friend Erica, Erica T. Mm -hmm. Like she is working full-time job as a nurse mm -hmm. in freaking um what 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 uh to North Carolina. No, no, no. Oh. She, is it, now is she just ER nurse or is she um pediatric nurse? I think she's an ER nurse. So imagine how many kids? Four. Four kids, full-time job as a nurse and is currently in school. Yes. Going for her bachelor's or BSN in nursing, right? I think so. So, Erica, if we're wrong, sorry, she did, correct did us. Did she graduate? She did graduate, but she's back in school. But didn't yes. she say she's back in she's school? She's back in school again. She's back in school again. Like, she she fully graduated, y'all, and is back in school again. Mm -hmm. Oh, and yes, single mom. Yes. So, it's, I think a lot of it is in our head. Mm -hmm. Because certainly for me, a lot of it was in my head. I wrote a blog post, I think Elijah was like two. And this was around the time that I had first written the draft for the children's book mm -hmm. and I wrote a blog post with it that said your dreams are dead they're not dead because you're a single mom 
and I think not just single moms, but a mom, period. Your dreams are not dead just because you became a mother. And I think a lot of us feel like we are not allowed to dream. Mm -hmm. We are not allowed to accomplish anything. So just imagine if you were a teenage mom, okay? You became pregnant at 18, you became pregnant at 16, whatever age in your teens you became pregnant. Now you are, now you have to finish high school, potentially go to college, get a job while raising a kid. And all of these can seem like barriers. They can all seem like roadblocks. They can all seem as whatever. But I think we have to make sure that we don't put a time limit on our dreams. Mm -hmm. And this list is absolutely right. It's, it's like absolutely necessary. To no see. matter what age you are, you are never out of your prime when it comes to doing things you want to do. You are never out of your prime. Morgan Freeman became an actor at what, 50? Something. He, he's been around forever. Don't get right? me lying. I don't know. But he's you been, know? it's like. <laughs> he, but he didn't become an actor at his, he tapped into acting in his 50s. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's never, 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 never too late. Too late. Taraji P. Henson, fully single mom with a baby on her hip, getting her degree, decided I want to be an actor and took whatever little money she had in her bank account and moved to L.A. with her baby, having people tell her, oh, no, you're too old. You're not past it. You, you passed your prime to be an actress, to, to get into the business. So we we really have to stop letting people tell us what our prime is. Right. You're never out of your prime. Mm -hmm. You're out of your prime when you're in the grave. Yes. That's when you're out of your prime. Yes. And it's funny because, like I said, in my mind, I'm 27. <laughs> right? Especially <laughs> with this snatchback we got going oh, on. Oh, <laughs> man, listen. And I just feel like I'm just now coming into my prime. Like, yes. I had to learn so many things before mm -hmm. I could even get to the point where I feel confident enough to start a podcast. And lean in. Um, to even start writing drafts of a book. Mm -hmm. And these are things that people have always told me. Like, you should write a book. You should do this. You should do that. You should do, and it's in your mind, and it's been in my mind. And I've written for other publications. I've written my own personal blog just because it was fun for me. I wasn't mm -hmm. getting paid for it, so I was always working on my passions. It just wasn't on a big scale. And now I feel like I've learned the things that you needed to learn. That I need to learn mm -hmm. to put it on a bigger scale. And again, it's not, you know, for me to make money. It's not for me to be Instagram famous. Right. It's a passion project that, you know, if I get paid for it, great. If I don't, I don't. But I never want to do things by the measure of someone else's success. Mm -hmm. and Or it's someone else's timeline. And someone else's timeline. And it's just interesting because so much has to happen in your mind first before you can do any of that. Like right now, I think I'm in the best shape of my adult life. Freshman 15 turned into like overnight <laughs> lifetime hundreds. Right. And and a lot of it became from, you know, different life events mm -hmm. that like divorce and devastation and depression. And it's like you gain so much weight. Mom and it's like I'm a mom age. and I had a baby and I had a C-section. So now I have a body that I didn't even recognize because I was like, wait, wait, where'd this underbelly come from? Oh, that C-section you had. But now I look at these as like battle scars yes. and there's I'm it's it's so much of it that happens in your mind first before it can be manifest into anything else. Of course, I look at my life and my career and I'm like, oh, I thought I would have 
produced a movie mm-hmm. by now or I read it, would have written a book by now. Being best-selling. But like, y'all need to know, Brooks and my like lifelong goal dream is to be authors sitting on a beach with residual shacks constantly coming in. Exactly. Like, that is like, for us, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we on a beach somewhere and meanwhile, our bestsellers are just doing it and we got checks coming in. Right. But, at, but we are two very ambitious women and we tried, okay, first of all, we tried to do this podcast since 2018. Mm-hmm. It never got off the ground. We weren't in the right mindset. We weren't ready. We just, it was just a lot of things. We were busy. We were busy. busy. You're busy raising your kids. You, and we have full-time, full-time jobs, jobs. That drained the hell out that, of me. Yeah. And and I have aspirations within that. Like, I want to be promoted at my job. And I'm working on several projects there. And then I want to work on my own projects for myself. And then we want to jointly do this podcast because we have our like Farah has a book she's a she's an author a full a whole full-fledged author of a children's book like that is amazing to me and that's something I want to do I want to write a book actually Loki I've written one I just haven't done anything with it done anything with it um for people who know me, they know I wrote a blog for three years. I wrote for Man of Noir for three years. So I've been Madame doing Noir, these. Run her her check. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, you know, behind the scenes, we do all these things. And because Farah and I are not out there in your face, this is a leap of faith for us. This is out of our comfort Listen. zone. Um, it's a lot to even just mentally get out of your way of, like, people are going to hear our voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what kept us from doing the podcast too and also what do i really have to say that was my want to hear yeah mine was was i had plenty to say people know i always got something to say but (laughs) my biggest fear is who really cares cares? and that was all even the thing with my blog like people used to say start a blog start a blog start a blog and i'm like why and i have a blog and brooke uh not brooke um good friend of mine sybil got on me she was like why don't i know about this blog and i was like uh she's like why aren't you posting why why isn't this everywhere? Mm-hmm. Why is it private? Why is it limited? Why why is it only four people know about it? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is is that self doubt. But like I but like she said, we are not out of our prime. What there was that question people are always asking you, if money wasn't a concern, what would you do? Mm-hmm. If 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 you what would you do if do, you knew you couldn't fail? Yes, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And a lot of it for me is I I have dreams that are so astronomical that they give me goosebumps when I think about them or when I speak them aloud that I'm like, am I really allowed to say this? Mm-hmm. Who am I to really dream that? Who am I to really think I'm that? I'm gonna take mine the opposite, and this might sound arrogant to some people. I'm afraid of the success that mm-hmm. I know I could have. Yeah, girl. Like I don't, I don't have a fear, of, a fear of failure. No, I have a fear of success. I have a fear of do I do I have a right to it? That's my thing. I don't have a fear of success. I have a fear of do I have a right to that success? True, and because when you think about some of the limitations you put on yourself, you have to think about what they are. Because it's easy and to why? right. It's easy to identify well, I don't have the money or mm-hmm. I don't have the time. Those are the obvious reasons why some of us haven't done um, done what we set out to do. But what about the the little voice in the back of your head that's like like you said, do I deserve this? Because I look at my Instagram feed and I see some very successful people who at least what they post to be. To be. 
And I'm like, who are these people got, they got paparazzi following them around, taking pictures of them? Is that a thing? Like, you wanna, I, I feel like you said, like, there's an ego associated with it. I think there's a certain type of character trait you have mm -hmm. to have to feel confident, but not arrogant enough are you branding yourself or are you just out here flossing for the gram fake there's flossing. This, right fake flossing because there's some people who i know have these businesses whether it's and they're not all these flashy mm -hmm. um aspirational face, yeah. things like i know you know i know people who are therapists mm -hmm. who are branding themselves because they genuinely want to help people not because they want to be instagram famous there are people who i know have like, these real businesses that thrive off of social media because that's where they get the most reach for the people they want to help. And we're doing this podcast because we want to be a platform and a voice for single moms who have been stereotyped, shamed, stigma, whatever. And just for moms in general who mm -hmm. need resources that we can possibly help with. So I don't feel like we're doing it just to be out there because we're not out there. We're not out there type in of people. In your face people. <laughs> we're just not. And we're stepping out of our comfort zone to do that. Um, so I think you have to listen to the reasons why mm -hmm. you haven't done these things yet. Because to me, it's not necessarily about resources. It's not about time because we're making the time right now. You can always make time to do what you want to do. But what are you telling yourself mm -hmm. that you can't, why you can't do it? Mm -hmm. And I think that is the thing that we need to focus on is like, what are the fears you're feeding that are keeping you from going to that level of whatever whatever success and what you want to do is for you? Mm -hmm. Because not everybody wants to write a book. Not everybody wants to produce a feature-length film. Not everybody wants to go to law school 47. But there is like a woman out there who's Always 80 wanted. something years old who's like a bodybuilder. Body okay. You know what I'm saying? Like and kicking me, butt. <laughs> like that's one of my 2020 goals is to get in such a physical shape that I put my 21 year old self to, to shame. shame. And so to me, your goals, whatever they are, what are what is it you're telling yourself you can't do? Because for 2019, up until that point, I was telling myself I didn't have time to work out. And I didn't have time to take care of myself because Jackson needs yep. me. Because I work so yep. much. And because I live in Queens, but I work in New Jersey. And when am I ever going to find the time? Until I finally was like, if you Make don't the find time. the time, you're going to be time to be dead. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at my son and I'm like, I need to be around for him for a long time. That means I have to get up earlier. That means I have to go to bed. Like you can find ways to do the things that to you do. To do the things you want to do. As long as you silence that voice that's telling you you can't. And, okay, so what is the obstacle that's keeping you from doing it? And then what's the solution for mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Convince yourself that you're worth this thing that you want. Whatever it whatever is. Whatever it want. is. It may not be your health. And, you know, in this mom's, in this woman's case at 47, she's going back to law school. I'm pretty sure she had a lot of people say, what? You're 47. Girl, have a seat. What are you doing? And she has four kids. And she has four kids. So I'm pretty sure she had a lot of people looking at her like, you must be crazy. And that's another, you know, you're not only are you listening to the voices in your head, but people around you, what are you, what are they feeding you? You, and I think the thing about this list is what she's, what she's really saying is we get it 30 and under 30 can do it. 
because they have the time. They don't have kids yet. They don't have respons- they don't have major responsibilities yet. But we're talking about the mom of four. We're talking about the single dad who always wanted to, you know, have a painting business and now at 50 quit his job to build that painting business. Mm-hmm. We're talking about there was a guy, I think there was a guy on there who um he started a business. I think he started a business at like 53 or something. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it's this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who started his... Was his, was his handle? It's WTF. No. WJD. At... At... Um, P-H-A-C-E-3-E-T. Yeah. He and he was saying... Um, I went to prison for drugs when I was 46 and got out when I was 49. I stayed clean and started my own online business. Last year, I turned 56 and my business broke the 1 million sales mark. Was there some white privilege that helped along the way? You bet, but I worked my ass off too. Exactly. So it's like he's saying, okay, I had all these obstacles. I had all these things happen to me, but guess what? I'm not out of my prime. I still got years ahead of me, and I did it. Mm-hmm. I worked my butt off, and I did it. And no matter what age you are, if you're working your butt off, you will see the end result. Some of us kind of twiddle our fingers and say, I'm going to say a prayer. And hope God, well, God says, God help, you know, like, I ain't going to help you if you ain't helping yourself, honey. Well, what's interesting, too, is he needed to go through what well, he, he went to through, through to, to get the motivation. I mean, I think a lot of times, too, we think, especially with the millennials out here who feel entitled to a certain amount. Well, of, I'm a millennial, so hold up. <laughs> are you? I am. Okay, well, what's the one the, after the that? Gen, the Gen Zs and Whatever and the ones that have the entitlement issues that they, they claim that they have right now. I don't know too many like that, but it's a thing, apparently. And they feel like it should just be given to them, and they can't believe it. Whereas, like, people in our age range mm. know that we have to work a certain... We have to work to get it. And I think for me, when you think about what you feel like you should have by 30 versus mm-hmm. realistically what you should expect by a certain time. Like, I did, I bought a house, had a kid and got married all at 40. Boom. And there are some people who feel like they should do that by 30. And in my mind, I'm like, how? Like, I had to have a certain career. I had to have certain knowledge and wisdom to be able to do all those things. So when I hear people like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm 40 and I haven't bought a house yet. I'm like, I bought my house at 40, but I feel like I was able to put that down payment down with ease. I did not bust a sweat Mm -hmm. when I did that because I was secure in my career. I was secure. And it doesn't mean that things can't happen because I've been through two layoffs too. (laughs) But I feel like I was able to handle those things differently at 40 than I would have been able to handle at 20 something, 30 something, whatever. So I feel like we do ourselves a disservice when we take our age as being too old versus our age giving us the wisdom and the experience and stuff that we need to accomplish those goals because i feel like for some women especially for single moms their motivation is the fact that they're a single mom and they're like i need to get out here and create a legacy for my child and they may not have had that same motivation at 20 because it was just them and they didn't care but for me i was like oh i want to build generational wealth i want to be able to pass this down to my son i want to be able to be in a position where I can show him the work ethic he might need to write a book or start a Mm -hmm. podcast or go work for corporate America Mm -hmm. or be an entrepreneur. I'm not an entrepreneur by by spirit, spirit, but I'm learning. And even if that means a side hustle, because that's what this is. (laughs) And even if it means getting out of my own thoughts of I'm not an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. maybe I am and I just just, haven't tapped into it yet and you didn't find the avenue to be that exactly or I haven't found the passion that 
will make me get up in the morning and want to do yes. the thing. Um, and it's a pot, and and you can be both. Yep. Because I don't mind working in a corporate setting, but I do feel like I thrive in different areas for different things. And it's finding a balance between the two because I felt like 2019 was my year to focus on me and my health, and I didn't know how to do that and write a book at the same time. Mm. So now that I've accomplished my and and continued to work on my health goal, what else now can I do? And so I feel like I took the confidence. Okay, I did this. I lost 100 pounds in 2019. I have a different confidence now that I can do other things, mm-hmm. like start a podcast with you. Yeah. Last year, we like you said, we've been trying to we've do been this trying, for y'all. two years, and a year and a half. We didn't have the motivation. We really did not have the motivation. We had a lot of... we had, And we're, we are going to talk about that on the next episode, um, You know, our weight loss journey and what it has meant to our confidence, not just physically, but work-wise, career-wise, mm-hmm. goal-wise, what it has meant to that. But there, there is a, there's a glass ceiling that we often impose on ourselves, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily people putting. Because how many times does some, like you said, someone say you should be writing a book? How many times did I hear someone say you should be doing this, you should be doing that? But in your own mind, people see. I had, I had that post, and I said, um, some people see greatness in you that you don't see it. And I said, if you are that friend that see greatness in me, allow me to get there. Be patient with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. And I have a lot of friends who see me, like our friend Rabia, she's like, fair, you're no small fish. Some days I still don't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't. I remember you shared with me that. your cover. Yes. Your new cover of oh your my children's God. book. I and I put the audible banner on it and sent it back to you. Because and in my mind, I saw your children's book on Audible. I said, like, like you said, I can see for you what I didn't see for what myself. What you can see for yourself. And I feel like a lot of times we feel small. Yes. And, and people like, see us as this larger this than life. Like, and you're like, me? me? Right. And I'm just like, oh. Because again, you're like, well, who cares what I have to say? Yeah. And you feel like, but I care what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. So if I can care what you have to say. Why would I think that I don't have anything to contribute? And it's such, for me, it's just this this self-talk of, who cares? Mm. Like, who cares? Mm. And mm. because a lot of times, people don't care. I, they don't care. Like, <laughs> I scroll through my stuff, and stuff I don't care about, I keep scrolling. But then stuff that interests me, I stop and read. I stop and read, and I don't look at that person like, oh, they're trying to be in my face, or they're trying to beat me over the head, or they're trying to whatever. I value what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And... I value what they are teaching me. And so every day I always post these positive affirmations on social media, not for other people, but for myself. Yes. Like they're reminders for me. Like, I got you, this. you got this, but you have something to say. You are worthy. You um, have an experience to share that somebody else can benefit from, from. Because yeah. I take those from the people around me. I try to surround myself with people who are doing amazing things because that inspires me every day. Like, when I look at you, I look at Rabia, I look at Sybil, I look at Brandis, I look at my sister. Yes. I, you know, people who are not out there, social media people. Like, my sister's not that I person. I never met your sister, but I love her. But she, when I tell you my sister is, like, one of my biggest I love her. influences And she's the one, and ever. she's honestly the one that, like, will call Brooke and give Brooke's you know Man, tips on listen. what we should be doing what we need to be mindful of and i love that and it's everything and it's not a criticism no it is a support it is a you're doing it you're doing it good let me help you do it better 
Yes. Let me help you get to that and next stage. And it's from stage. a loving and place. Yes. But like, but she doesn't it's not handle me with you. kid gloves either. Yeah. Because when, not I, was going through, when either. I was going through it, man, listen, she was like, you look lifeless. Ooh. And when I tell you the tears, I didn't even feel them come. They just drained from my face because mm. I was like, what? And she's like, you can be better. This is not you. Mm. And when you have people around you who will tell you the truth. Yes. That call took you, me out. Call you higher. Yeah. Call you I mean, higher. and that's across everything from my spirit to how my eyebrows look. Because girl, she was like, <laughs> they look like they crawling across your forehead, girl. Like, what is going on? Like, my sister will tell me the truth about everything, whether it's my appearance, my what I could be de- doing better yeah. on this podcast. Cause she, we had a whole hour long conversation the she, other day. Listen, about like, she's our biggest supporter and our biggest critic, critic and we love her for it. She's like, yeah, I was kind of wanting to hear the point, but y'all, you was talking too much. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> or you were talking over somebody or like, you know, like, and, and she, and she's not a single mom. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I did appreciate that you provided some viewpoints about single moms that I might not have thought about. So like when you have people around you that will tell you the truth in a constructive way where that you where you know it's coming from a place of I just want you to win, those if you don't have that circle, get it. Because mm-hmm. I think that is crucial to you getting to the level that you feel like you need to get to. And be unapologetic about it. Because again, like when you're saying who am I to do this? Who am I to write a book? Who am I to have a podcast? Who am I who are you not yes. to do those things? Why not you? Why not you? And what makes you less worthy than anyone else? Especially if you find yourself looking at other people. Because first of all, comparison is the thief of joy. So you don't want to be out here comparing yourself to someone who has done something that you want to do by a certain age. Because if it's still in your heart and your mind, you're on the right wavelength to getting it done. So don't compare your journey to someone else's because you don't Um, know what it took for them to get there. Amen. And don't discount yourself and thinking that it's too late for you to do it. Especially if you're out here looking from the outside in because, again, people post successes, but they don't post their failures. Exactly. Not a lot of people talk about their failures. And, you know, I I find more value when I sit down with a friend who told me how they failed before they succeeded. Exactly. I find more value in that person because they're giving me the raw truth of it. Mm-hmm. And this year I'm making it a point not to go to conferences where everybody's going to give me a 10 minute soundbite, but not really give me something that I can leave with and go work on. Right. And I have the fortunate, the absolute fortunate circle around me of amazing women killing it in mm-hmm. their field but I also know them personally. Uh-huh. So I know some of their losses. I know some of their fears. I know, you know, some of the setbacks. So when I see Sybil winning, when I see Brandis winning, when I see you winning, I'm like the loudest cheerleader because I'm like, I know what she went through. Uh-huh. I know what it took for her to get there. So when you sent me that that mock-up of my book for Audible, I was in full-on tears because that hardcover was a dream that was a i did the first soft cover you know i put it out it moved like 10 copies (laughs) and i was depressed about it 
but my goal but then i had to remind myself what my goals were my goals were i wanted to do this book before i turned 35 i published it at 34 so i lost sight of my goals looking at the numbers mm -hmm. but then you know i put it to the side when anybody would ask me about the book i didn't want to talk about the book i would get depressed and be like oh, whatever the book yeah yeah the book and people were like you're an author fire and i'm like uh-huh you know i dismissed my own accomplishment and i remember talking to brandis and she was asking me about the book. I was like, you know, it's it's dead. And she was like, no, Farrah, it is not dead. You need to rework it. You need to find your passion again. It is not dead. I can honestly say that conversation is what made me push forward to make the hardcover. And I, when I showed it to her, she was all over the book like mm -hmm. her and her daughter read the book often like she she, she even to the day she's like i love this book mm -hmm. and so when you have people like that who are letting you know nothing in your life is dead mm -hmm. no no dream no desire no passion that you have on your heart if god or you know whomever your deity is keeps putting it on your spirit mm -hmm. he's putting it on your heart to do follow it mm -hmm. it's it's not going to be easy put nothing in life is easy right. nothing in life is easy mm -hmm. but that that heart passion that dream that goal that thing you want to see the thing that that when you think about it you get goosebumps that thing when you think about it it brings tears to your eyes how dare you not go do it right you're never you to me you're just never you're never out of your prime and we have to stop that single moms we talking to y'all. Mm -hmm. We are talking, talking to y'all. People... Don't wait for the baby to graduate yeah. high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and or college, right? And and of course, it's all easier said than done. Of like course, we're sitting up here talking about like, oh, because when you're talking about talking points and you're talking about just inspiration, that's one thing. But when you're talking about actionable plans, that's something else. And so we're lucky to have people in our lives who hold us accountable. Mm -hmm. Like I want to see, Rabia will give you some homework. Listen. And she did <laughs> because I told her, I spoke out loud and said, oh my God, my supervisor just called this meeting that I wasn't planning for. And she called it a career one-on-one. -on -one. It wasn't just our normal, you know, mid-year evaluation, mm -hmm. year end. Cause you know, those are coming, mm -hmm. but this was just out of the blue. Like next week, I want to talk about your career goals. And I was like, oh, what? Oh. And when you don't even have a clear plan of what it is you want, cause sometimes you, to me, I'm a big um, proponent of writing your goals down because and, and whether it's on a vision board a pinterest board a whiteboard that's in your room i feel like if you see it and and feed it and look at it every day it Motivation. the universe will bring yeah. opportunities to you i didn't write it down mm. i had it in my mind mm. but i wasn't focused on it the same way so when she called that meeting i was like oh no but in my circle mm -hmm. i spoke it out loud and when you tell your friends what you want to do then it becomes real for me anyway. Yeah. And so I said to her like, oh my God, I'm having this meeting. I don't know what to say. And she's the self-proclaimed negotiator. And she, she's listen. the branding person. She's that person. And <laughs> I'm lucky enough to, to have that. So she was like, I'm gonna give you a, a, a soft a script, a foundation for you, for you to drive the conversation. And I want you to boom, 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 and do this tonight. And she sent it to me within like an hour or two. And I read it and I worked on it and I put it into action and I sent it back to her like, what do you think? She's like, this is perfect. Like you're gonna, you're ready. But it, it wasn't even just the script mm -hmm. because anybody can have a script. Mm -hmm. You can look it up online, use Google as your friend, you know? Mm -hmm. 
But she was like, now what I need for you to do for your homework is to have the confidence mm-hmm. to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Because this script means nothing, nothing if you don't believe it yourself and whatever. And that was the hardest part of the assignment. Isn't that crazy? Was just like making sure I could go in there and own that conversation. And so I, man, listen, I was in the mirror. I was like picking out my outfit. I was like, I need a power outfit. I got to work early. Mm -hmm. I wrote it down a few times because for me, I need to write things down for them to be in my brain. I went to that conference room well before her. I sat in the power seat. Yes. Just little things like that are what matters and are what the driving points are for you to actually succeed. Because people can give you all the tools and resources you want, but if you don't believe it and you don't execute it and put time and work into it, it means nothing. Nothing. But you have to do the work work and and follow a plan. Have Have something that you need to execute. Because when that opportunity comes... And you don't know feeling. when it's gonna knock. Listen. That's when the preparation and the and the and everything mm. comes into play. Because if I didn't, I would have found a way to find something to do it. But to do it, but it's it hits different when you're prepared. When you're prepared and you believe it, mm-hmm. and you can sell it, and you feel confident enough that you deserve it. And Isn't I went that into that meeting, and so I had that woman thinking that it was her idea to promote <laughs> me, because again. She clearly, she saw something in me enough to have that conversation. And that could have went left because it could be, I'm having this conversation with you because I don't know what you're doing here. Mm. But I knew there was a a person on my team that was leaving and that I was going to pick up her slack. And I had to let her know I'm not picking up this slack for free. I know that's right. And so, but she knew it too. But she wanted to see if I I knew it. it. Because a lot of times people will take advantage of the fact that they know you can do the work, but they know you're not going to ask to be paid for it. They know you're not going to ask for that promotion for it. They know you're not going to demand a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And I found a way to let her know, like, I can do it. Would be my pleasure to do it. But. But not for free. And this is the value that I bring. Do you agree? And if you do, let's talk about next steps. And that was the, one of the most successful in the three years I've been there, conversations and, and motivating conversations because it let me know like I am worthy of this. Mm-hmm. And so if your goal is to, I thought I was going to be a director by 40 mm-hmm. or a VP by 40, what do you need to do to do it? Do you need to go back to school? There are so many online courses that listen, are free. There's Google so many resources YouTube, out there. Listen, first of all, I will YouTube the hell out of anything before I even press play. Okay, <laughs> as evidenced by <laughs> this new microphone that we're using okay. right now. Like for me, I'm one of those people. If I know it can be done, if I know there's a way to do it, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find out how. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find out how, and I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And if there isn't a way, if someone didn't already provide the blueprint, the know-how, the how-to steps, the guys, blah 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 blah. I'll figure it out for myself so that the next person has a guide. Right. And so um, even even in doing the book, it was, again, we're not in your face, people. We're not in front. We're just not. So for after I did the book, for people to come to me like, oh, I want you to come talk to the schools. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want you to come to talk to these kids about doing a book. I want you to come. Oh, I'm having this women's group meeting. I would love. And I'm telling you, who? You, you, you. (laughs) You know, and like you said, having the confidence is 
the absolute biggest part of it because like you said no one to know how you did the homework you wrote out the outline you did all of that but imagine walking in there in a can I please have mm-hmm. attitude mm-hmm. or master may I attitude mm-hmm. then guess what even if they were going to give it to you mm-hmm. now they're looking at you like mm, I don't think she can handle it yeah, I don't believe I don't you, believe you. Mm-hmm. if I put you in a, in a room with you know Oprah are you going to be able to be like step it up and be like no I know you're Oprah but here's what I'm bringing to the table to Oprah right so they're looking at you like okay we know you could do it but when we put you in front of people, are you going to shrink? Are you going right. to shrink back? Right. Are you going to turn into yourself, into this, I don't think I can. May- well, maybe. And if that's maybe. not you, that's something to work on. Because there's a lot of things that I admire other people that I don't do myself that I'm like, but I can. And do the thing that scares you. Do the thing that takes you out of your comfort zone because you can't grow in a place of complacency and comfort. And that was something that it took me 47 years to get to. So you can't beat yourself up about what you didn't know. What you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And you can't discount what your experiences are and what they taught you. Instead of looking at those are negatives, I had to go through two layoffs to get the job now. Because the job that I have now is not what I was doing for 20 years. This is a whole new, whole I had to teach myself a whole new yeah. world. I took the, the skills that are transferable mm-hmm. that I can marry to my new position, but I had to be open to something completely different. And even with this podcast, it's like, I, my friends know I could talk all day. But talking in a Talking platform, to your friends is different, it's than, different talking than talking and putting this out there. And giving people advice and opening people up to your world and to right. your views. People who will never meet you now have an inside view of how your mind processes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, do they really care? Yeah. Or should I really be sharing But that? you know what prepared me for this? My blog. Because mm. I wrote that every day for three years just because I wanted to because it made me feel good and I had my little core group of friends who you know we had our own little blog family who commented every day but then one day someone pointed out to me that Michael Bayston retweeted my blog what right what what this person read it this person shared it and I'm like Oh, okay. That was really cool. And it's not that you need the validation, but it feels good to know that other people. And I'm like, wait a minute. I do have something to say that I can contribute. Like, why not? You know? And again, if I have, I have friends who write books every year. Like my friend Serena just wrote her third volume of a poetry book and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't look at her like, who is she to be? Mm Mm-hmm. So why why, right? Why can't I do the same thing for myself? And we, like you said, don't shrink yourself or Mm -hmm. feel small. If you feel like you deserve something, go after it. And if you don't know what you need, ask. Because there was a time I would not have asked. You you would have never put that in the group. I would never never would even said anything. Right? I wouldn't have said it. But I was like, I need help. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this. Who can help me? And. You know, Rabia told me to get my, like, what is, she calls it, like, my top 20 mm-hmm. of people that I can ask for for help. I was like, people will help me? That just, and and, and the people that I want to reach out to are, like, people that to are, you, to, to me, you, they seem, are out of my universe. Yes, they seem inaccessible. Right. No one is inaccessible. Right. And then I wrote this list out, and what surprised me was, like, I know some of these people. I have their emails. I have their emails. Heck, I have their phone number. Right. And then some of those people, I think just because you put it in your mind and you manifest it, they reached out to us. Yep. How can I help you? What do you need from me? 
they're emailing me asking for a conversation. And I was like, wait, yeah. these people that are on my list, mm-hmm. I'm on me. their list? I'm on their list what? too. So then <laughs> you never know until you try and put yourself out there and take these um, limited beliefs out of your head of what the universe will open up for you once you make up your mind. Because to me, once I made up my mind to do it, to lose weight, to start writing again, to do this podcast, it opened up yep. and quickly. Quickly. Y'all, when I tell you after our first episode drop, we're like texting back and forth, like, did you see who posted? Did you see who talked? Did you? And we're just like, oh my gosh. And it's just. It's that, like I said, stop shrinking. Mm-hmm. Stop stop making yourself seem smaller than what you smaller are. Smaller than what you are. You were created to be in this earth to give, to provide, to share in this human, you know, this human energy. You were created for that. And just just I always now I always think of what will it do for my mother? What will it do for my sister? What will it do for my son? when I step out on my dreams. What will it do for you? What will it do for me? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their why. I think first step is, what is your why? Find your why. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it and why aren't you doing it? Right. Identify that why. And once you can identify your why, it kind of, it pushes you. It, 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 it pushes you one way or the other. Right. It pushes And you. it forces you to be honest with yourself because mm-hmm. if you're doing it for someone else, if you... Are comparing yourself to what other people feel should be for you whether it's they feel like that you should have reached syndrome. yeah like you know there's some people who will tell you like oh you should have done this by now you should have done that by now and if you're doing it for any other reason than for yourself yeah. that's the reason why you haven't done it yet yeah because you didn't care about it you don't it's not important to you yeah. and what's important to you and what your definition of success is may not be the same for anyone else's and that's okay because i'm surrounded by dope women heck yeah and we could not be any more different. All of okay. us. Okay. All of us. <laughs> All of us. And what you want for yourself is for you. Mm-hmm. And what I want for me is for me. And I had to tell some friends, like, don't impose your dream on me. On me because that's not my dream. Mm-hmm. I'm not motivated I, by money. Thank you. Thank so, you for seeing that in me. Right. But I don't right. Because want there's to. people who tell me, like, you should be driving this. You should be making this much money. You have this money. How come you're not doing this and this and that? I'm and I'm like... like First of all, get out of my pocket. Stop counting my money. But second of all, I'm not motivated by money. So I'm not going to write my blog to get paid. Because once I started getting paid for it, the passion went away. Because because see, once once you start once you start getting paid for things, people expect things from you that you necessarily didn't want to do. Right. Now you're on somebody's timeline. Mm -hmm. Now you are your time is being held captive by somebody else. Right. Now it's like you're you're on the schedule of putting content out that you don't you probably don't necessarily want to write about. That's that exactly you don't have thing. a view about. And right. so now you're like you're pushing out content for the sake of a check. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, after you read it, you're like, I don't get about this is not my voice. Right. This you're writing it, mm-hmm. but it's not your voice because it's nothing that you care about. Right. So I know for a fact money does not motivate me yeah because uh brooke was just telling like yeah she don't like people in her house that's why she doesn't do people's hair. yeah i have i've been getting compliments on my hair for like two weeks now and who did your hair who did your hair and i don't want to tell him because i'm like baron's not going to do your hair because she doesn't want anybody in her house not. <laughs> she's not a people person when it comes to just strangers all yeah, up in their scalp and I, I was like she could be making so much money but again, that if it's not your passion and it's not, it's not 
then don't don't do don't it do just it. for the sake. And you know, for some of us, there are things we have to do for a check. Like again, we're not discounting the people who right. go to work every day to jobs that they hate because they have to provide for their family. Absolutely. But if that's not <laughs> what you want to do, <laughs> Ferris raising her hand. Put me out, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's but like, but that's why we're here talking about it because we're putting our own selves out there because yeah. I know what it's like to go to a job that you hate every day. And I was making good money doing that job. I was prior to this, I quit I walked away from a job that I was making good money because sometimes not even sometimes, but that good money stopped being good for my health. Mm -hmm. I have ballooned up to two hundred and fifty pounds. I gained eighty five, eighty seven pounds getting that good paycheck mm -hmm. okay my son rarely saw his mom getting that good paycheck i was tired getting that good paycheck yep. i was annoyed i was frustrated i was on edge i was agitated getting that good paycheck that good paycheck Can came you. at a very pricey cost it came at a cost higher than that good than the paycheck mm -hmm. and i walked away not knowing what i was going to do i walked away Without a plan, without a thought, I was just like, "Bye, y'all, bye." I'm well, you done. loved yourself enough to preserve your health, your spirit, and all of that, and that's—it's a scary thing to do. Mm -hmm. But putting you first, putting you first means hmm. putting your dreams first on too. too on hold. But make sure you don't forget them. Yes, because just because you haven't done them doesn't mean you can't and you haven't it just means you haven't done it yet they're not dead y'all it's not, not dead. dead and if there's something you want to do and you can't see how start with your circle mm -hmm. start um, reaching out to people who are not in your circle create a circle um write your goals down like write your goals said, write down, down. That was the and first thing we did before we yeah. even hit record. Yeah. We met together and we wrote down our health goals. We wrote down our personal goals. Mm -hmm. We wrote down the goals we wanted to accomplish together. Right. Before we And even, all of those other goals we put before this podcast. Yeah. Like we didn't get to the podcast goals until like the very end. Yeah. And then it was like, oh wait, we're talking about something. Hit record. Right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah, like I think once you put it in your mind and make up your mind and put it down somewhere where you're gonna see it every day. The first step is just deciding that not only that you can do it, but that you are worthy of it. And so in in wrapping up the conversation, you're not out of your prime yet. Never. Um, whatever you want to do, if it's still in your heart, do it. I feel like God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, will make a way once you make up your mind. And we are proof of that. Amen. Um, and if you're unsure of how to get started, because again, these talking points mean nothing if there's no plan behind it, write to us. Yeah. I am open to a DM yeah. if you have a question about anything. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything related to what we're doing because if we don't know, we might know someone who does. Absolutely. So use us as a resource for sure. I have no problem with people asking me for help because that's my problem i'm willing to help anybody else before i'm willing to do it help for myself, myself right so i can see what i can i can see where i can help you before i can, I can see, see other where people I need help. oh yes. absolutely so we just want you to know um that it's just never too late never you're just getting started mm -hmm. and i hope to live a long time to accomplish all of my goals but just knowing that i can is enough for yes. me right now and it should be for you 
Absolutely. Not for anybody else, not on anybody else's timeline, not by anyone else's standards, but your own. But so your own. if you Absolutely. feel like it's not too late for you yet and it's still something you want to accomplish, go out and do it. And do Find it. a way. And the whole decade is over. Start the new decade yeah. refreshed and ready to, ready to do the things that you've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be selfish, moms. It's absolutely okay. And it's okay to fail. It's okay. Because you can, like you said, just revise it just reimagine revise it, it revamp it whatever that new old cover. idea is make it new you know it, you life know? doesn't start after parenthood motherhood children you don't have to wait until they're out the house you don't have to do whatever find resources to help mm-hmm. you if you need resources to help you reach out to us yeah. and we can help um and we'd love to and we'd love for you to help us yeah. if you have resources available too absolutely so we love you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, was just like, I feel like we could just talk about this forever Tell us your success story of what people said by now you should have. Tell by us what, what age you should have. Well, but t- but you didn't you get, you know, you didn't get that. You didn't do it at that age. Right. But you did it. Right. Yeah. So tell us about the failures that led up to your success. Yeah. And how you measure it and what you what advice you can give to other people who feel stuck or who feel like they don't know where to start. Right. You don't have to. What is the saying? You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take Just one step. One step. So... That's our uh, motivation for today, for ourselves, for you. It's not too late. It's never too late, y'all. Never and, too late. Uh, you're not out of your prime. You're just getting started. You're just getting started. I don't care how old you are. You are never, like I said, you are not out of your prime until you are. Listen, I'm bringing fifty grave. in hot. Okay. <laughs> I got three years to be stuck on y'all fools. Like y'all not gonna know. Y'all not gonna know what to do with me when I turn fifty. I'm already. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna be acting funny style. Okay. I told Brooke. I was like, let me, let me, let me slide myself into this size six girl. You won't be able to tell me nothing. It's, it's about to be a whole problem okay let me slide up in this size six all right (laughs) just let me see that size six and and if i hit a size four mm, y'all might have to say y'all y'all might hate y'all might be talking about me and that's all right but (laughs) i don't need a size i just need a booty but and i'm working on it right now but listen but we thank you guys again for tuning in to our third episode is it third is it third fourth 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 See, Already, we roll in. Hey, <laughs> up in here. So, um, we will catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.